It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins. That's J-E-N-K-I-N-S. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 and over age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Saturday, October 28th, and we are very excited to be joined by one of our super, super talented colleagues here at the Volume. This has been a long time coming. You can hear him on Hoops Tonight on YouTube and on podcast forms uh, basically every day. It feels like he's always recording. The very talented Jason Timpf. Jason, thanks for hopping on. What's up, boys? Hey. I'm super excited about this. It's been a long time coming. Um, I, it was great to meet you guys in person in Vegas, and now we finally get to talk some basketball, man. 
Let's do it. Yes, sir. Long overdue, man. It was good chopping it up with you, you know, eating some good steaks and all that on, on Collins Dime in <laughs> Vegas. So, so, <laughs> so, yeah, man. But, yeah, yeah, you know, we said we're going to have you on, so here we are, men of our word, bro. But, like I said, long overdue, man. Glad, glad to have you on board, bro. Hell, yeah. So, one of the things, Jason, that I love about you is there's so many people who like doing hoops analysis and who are good at it, but um, you can dunk on most of them, you know, and I, I appreciate that about you. I appreciate that you really play. I think some of the, the arguments, I forget who the latest NBA guy was to say, you, if you didn't play high school basketball, you can't talk about basketball. But I do appreciate when people on our side of the, you know, the media barrier do have some hoop ability, but we were just talking about you're moving into your 30s and you're 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 starting to have to load manage yourself uh <laughs> which is a horrible feeling and i as you know all of us are in our late 30s early 40s i, I have bad news for you about what you the next decade looks like you can see the disgust on his like. face when you said uh, but, load management he was like oh me not me <laughs> It's tough because, like, when I was a kid, I used to literally, like, go – I vividly remember going to the rec center at the University of Arizona and playing for, like, three hours oh, every yeah. day. And then, like, and then like I'd, be, I'd be done and I'd go to Circle K and get a 48-ounce Coca-Cola like an idiot and then, and then eat junk food. It, like, it, you just can't do it anymore, man. It's, 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 it's kind of a bummer. I played four games in a single day the other day for a money tournament, and I legitimately was walking around, like, with a severe limp for days. Like, it's – the, the golden years are behind us, man, I'm telling you. I remember when it was a wrap for me when I was, like, walking pigeon-toed down steps after a weekend of hooping. Like, I played in some, like, in, like, three different leagues, and I was, like, literally walking pigeon-toed. I'm like, bro, it might be cooked. And then I tried to play three months later and tore my patellar tendon. So listen to your body, my boy. Oh, <laughs> listen no. to your body. Haven't hooped since. I still <laughs> well, call so it horse, though. You feel me? But that's all we got, man. <laughs> no lateral nothing around this motherfucker. You hear me? No, my wife has been straight up getting on me about it. Like, cause I'll, we'll be like watching a show and I'll get up to like go to the bathroom or to grab a snack or something. And I'm like, like grunting and like in my joints are cracking and I'm limping over to the kitchen. And she's like, she straight up told me, she's like, you're 32. What are you going to do when you're 52? Like straight up, not be able to do stuff. And so that's the, that's the delicate balance there is like, you, you got to balance your love of the game with with the realities of getting old and, and, and other activities, because like a lot of these guys, they're straight up immobile when they get into their forties and fifties, if you're not careful. And so I'm Are just trying to go into the cup, man, play from three point line to Duh. three point line, man. That'll, that'll stretch you. That'll give you another two. <laughs> he can't do it, bro. He's booming you, on people. Boy, I'm trying to tell you, dog, <laughs> a, a nice dunk here or there or another three years of hoops. You feel me? Like, you know, that's, that's, that's good and bad to being able to boom. I'm starting to, I'm starting to bring the post game out a little bit more. I'm starting to bring the okay. old man stuff. Back to the I'm, basket I'm very selective it. now. Yeah, and I'm very selective now about when I look okay. to drive just because it is it is a risk-reward equation that can get yeah. a little dicey. Also, uh, Tucson, love Tucson. <laughs> great town. If I stay here forever, I'd be happy. But not a great okay. hoop city. Not, not a ton of talent. Not a ton of talent here. And so it can get a little dicey when you're driving down the lane and guys who don't know how to play super well. And that could do something pretty dangerous so I can get tough. But I want, I want to add a, an important qualifier here because there's a couple things. First of all, the ability to play basketball does not mean you know basketball. I'm sure, we, <laughs> I'm sure you guys have talked on this show about some of our favorite players over the years who have said some just completely ridiculous things. And then two, like, I love the game. Obviously, I post videos. Obviously, I, I think I'm a good basketball player. I want to be clear. There's a level of respect I have for the real pros out there. 
And I think it's important to kind of differentiate between me being a good amateur basketball player and these dudes out here that are pros that dedicate their life to this and put in that extra level of work. And I, I, I'm never trying to insinuate that I'm at their level or above it or anything. No, like for that. sure. But, but you pass yeah, no. uh, my friend M. Grads' left-handed layup challenge. You know what I mean? You can... <laughs> <laughs> Doug, I remember when I realized it was over for me, like I was at my gym, you know, we, we were doing runs, and I was like in the middle of the game. I was like, bro, this is it. I'm never doing this shit again. And, and we ended that shit. And they were like, all right, man, let's run it back, right? And we, we were running fours because it was only eight of us, right? And everyone was like, you know, taking a, a water break and coming back and shit. I hit that water fountain and I went to my what? car. Right? I left. <laughs> I Irish goodbye my whole fucking pickup basketball experience and well, just went running, home, dog. You were playing half court basketball and we're like, I'm done. No, 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 no. Y'all was running fours, full court? Okay, that'll do it. Okay, I thought y'all was running half court. Like a half court, man, you was really fucking cooked, bro. You was ready. All right, okay. Running fours, full court, that'll make you do it. Yeah, Full court four is yeah. not for sure. You be, I love that you had that. You had the halftime retirement. Like, what was that NFL player? Uh, <laughs> he just went and got his. Uh, just, um, um, Vontae Davis. But yeah, Vontae yeah, Davis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just went and got his shit. Was like, I'm good, bro. That- <laughs> uh, Jason, <laughs> the, the the one advice I could uh, I would give you from someone who's like seven or eight years into your future is, uh, I've never done my Achilles. I've done both plantar fasciitis things, and I've had three surgeries on my right ankle. If your body and your wife are telling you something, you have the to The universe listen. is next, and you don't want the universe to start talking. You're, you feel me? Right. Your body might be wrong, or your wife might be wrong, but they're never going to be wrong about the same thing. So, so dude, th- so this is this is the other part of it that's really tough. So yesterday, like I was just telling you guys before we recorded, like my Achilles, I've been kind of dealing with this for about three, four weeks now, and uh, I've been kind of ramping up and then experiencing pain and then ramping down and then ramping up and then ramping down. And yesterday I went up to to play in this pickup run that I've been playing in forever and I didn't play well and that my mm. Achilles was hurting. And like, that's the part that I'm really going to struggle with is like, I am not mentally equipped to be bad at basketball. <laughs> like, and, and that, that is, that is going to be really, really hard for me to deal with. And so like, that's where like, so uh, uh, my guy, Doug, uh, Doug DeMore, it was an uh, excellent coach at the high school, um, Catalina Foothills here in Tucson. They won state championship two years ago. He actually just retired to kind of uh, uh, coach his kids more. And he said this to me and, and, and it just, it resonated with me. He's like, he's like, once you realize that you reach that point where the actual physical wear and tear can't match up and you can't actually get to your mm-hmm. ceiling anymore, he's like, that's when you got to hang it up and divert it towards coaching because then in coaching, you can actually be the best version of yourself in perpetuity <laughs> moving forward because you just keep getting better and better and better. Whereas as a player, it's just a decline. And that's the thing. Like, I like, like, because these kids are talking shit these days, man. They're, they're athletic <laughs> as all hell and they're good. And like, I can't be that dude who's on the quarters getting the business and having some dude talking shit to me and I can't hang anymore. Like, I don't know if I'm going to oh, be able oh, to handle oh, that. What, so John, I, wasn't I, that no, how you got I fucked was, up? I was blown was, by was it, was it, was, I thought, no, uh-uh. Hell no. Nah. Nah, I thought it was because kid. I thought it was a kid talking shit and you did something you shouldn't have done. Oh, you, yeah. You, tried, you, you were on blow by mode because of that. <laughs> yes, I, I was talking yeah. shit, cooking somebody, and he had to let me know what time it was. You feel me? But hey, you know, you know, he he was he was he was a bit, he he would have beat the shit out of me. So we everybody in the gym knew what time it was. So uh, but yeah, no, but but, but, but I, I feel you on that, bro. Like being bad, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's you you can't let yourself get to that point, bro. You feel me? Like that mentally, that's just not where you 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 hate you hate that shit for a long time. You feel me? 
it's All right. like, it, it, it straight up will destroy your and confidence. Then, and, you, no and what's worse than actually being bad is saying I used to be good. Like, if you're on the court and being like, back in the day, yeah. I would have, man, shut your ass up, bro. You feel me? <laughs> That's even worse, bro. Like, if, if this was 10 years ago, but it ain't old, nigga. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Check up. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I can bake you. That's what Jamal Murray was saying to the Lakers right, all night right. last night, man. Right, right. <laughs> right. Right, right. Which is now, old man. Yeah. All right, let's talk some NBA. Um, we got to start things off, Jason. They, they had this conversation on TNT a little bit last night, and I, I, I like this. They were talking about whether Porzingis was the best uh, fourth option on the team. And I thought, let's go one, two, three, four. Who's the best first option? Who's the best second option? Who's the best third option? Who's the best fourth option in the league? So at the best first option, it's, it's Jokic or Giannis, depending on which side of that argument you come down on, I guess, right? Is there any reasonable case for Giannis over Jokic That's at this point? Feel, man. I, I, I like him feel, more. Man. That's how I feel. <laughs> go ahead, Tyler, go ahead. You about to say something? I'm, I'm, you know, I am, I am on the the side of where I am not arguing anyone who says Jokic is the best basketball player in the world. I've got one foot in on on that side of the argument as well. But, but what you know, just Giannis, you know, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year type guy, right? Like in that Akeem MJ class. Like you know, there's there's just like this is going to be the season where I think that that is going to be decided, you know, undisputedly where. Where you know, if depending on what Jokic or Giannis do in this season and this postseason, where you know we'll have a distinct, clear, you know, no question winner in in that regards. But I'm still kind of on the side of Giannis. I I think that what Jokic did was fucking incredible, right? I'm not taking anything from him. You know, the the postseason run he had was incredible, but I'm I'm still not all the way ready to give up on Giannis, especially after that finals run he had a couple years ago. I, I do think the defense. I mean, the argument for it is is his defensive impact, right? Like that's the and yes. and and I should say it's not. I'm not saying best first option offensively, like best best player. I guess is is what it would come down to. And I think that the defensive ceiling that Giannis has can give him some kind of an argument. But I that's only because y'all like Giannis. Honest, so. That's yeah. That's the thing. Go. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I like Giannis. Yeah, it's yeah, I just, like it's, it's, I, I like Giannis. It's just, it, it's been a little bit of a decline. His free throw shooting is going down. His ability to knock down shots over the top. But like even, I think he shot thirty percent from the field on shots outside of the restricted area last year. Thirty percent. Like legitimately, he can't make a hook shot. He's gonna, he's gonna miss a hook shot two out of three times. And that was, the, that was the issue in the Heat series. Was Bam Adebayo can mm -hmm. keep him in front, and then he just can't make that little hook shot over the top. And so I, I'm with you. I think like. I think there. I think you could make the case that Giannis is the best regular season player in the NBA, just with his motor, his night to night athleticism, and how difficult it is to keep him out of transition over the course of the eighty-two. But when you get to the postseason, that half court offense piece just becomes so important. And like Jokic, I don't say this lightly. I think Jokic might be a better half court offensive player even than LeBron at his peak and Steph Ooh. at his peak. Like that's mm. that's how impossible it is to contain him in the half court because he can literally score against every single defender in the NBA one on one. And when I say score, at I don't mean level. I don't mean hit 45% of your pull up twos where it's like, you know, not uh, like 90 points per 100 possessions. I'm talking like he's getting a bucket two out of three times if you leave him on that island down there. And then as soon as you start sending multiple bodies, he can pick you apart as one of the best passers in the league. I, there's an inevitability to what he does on offense that I can't even remember feeling about prime LeBron and Steph. Now, obviously, LeBron has the defensive element. He's obviously a better player. But Jokic is that good on offense think, right now. 
I, I also think that that Giannis kind of, you know, like I said, his his finals run a couple years ago is why I'm still not ready to all the way be on the, the Jokic um, side of this. But because, bro, he had 38 and 20 in that last game versus the Heat, right? And we're still like, bro, you still need to get in the lab, yeah. right? Like, I think that, you know what I mean? Broke-ass, Right? 38 and 20, we're still telling him he needs to get in the lab, and there is some merit to that, you know what I mean? So, like I said, I think that the ceiling that he he touched in, in 2000 um 21 you know I, I think that 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 that's why i'm still kind of on the on the on the side of Giannis here and it also works against him to a degree because we have seen what he can do when he's locked in you know i think yeah that's the thing is like with Giannis, there are very different types of players too and that's where these conversations get convoluted like have you ever had to like my father-in-law like every time we're talking you know, all-time basketball. is like, you know who I think the GOAT is? Is Wilt Chamberlain. And, and I'm like, oh, come on. But it's like, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's like, he's like but Jason, he averaged My 50 points Connie a Hawkins game. And, the like, goat, bro. And, I, and I want to be like, I, I want to be like, Wilt, but you can't really get into the weeds of it because Wilt Chamberlain is just fundamental. He might as well right. play a different sport than what Michael Jordan did in, in the 90s. And so that's the right. thing is like, if I have a basketball team with Dame, then I could make the case that Giannis is the best player in the world because Dame kind of, specifically addresses his mm -hmm. biggest weakness right yes you know uh, where it, like and, th and that's the thing with Jokic like if you put Jokic on a team that doesn't have high IQ skilled off-ball players and all of a sudden you can throw the kitchen sink at him and get away with it like suddenly totally. his value drops and so so much of this is about like basketball is more of an art than a science and like so many things have to like fit together perfectly and right now Jokic on his team with his specific sporting uh, supporting cast impacts winning at a higher level than anybody else in the league I, and I don't, I don't, I, I, w I will not make an argument against that. What I will say to your point about teaming in with Dame, what's been fun is they, because you're so right. Obviously, Giannis in transition is, is that's his, that's what makes him him. Seeing them in the half court offense, five defenders set, they run the high pick and roll, and Giannis is all of a sudden from a set half court offense, there's defenders scrambling to get to Dame, and all of a sudden he gets to come downhill at full speed in the half court offense like that's to me watching them do that against the lakers was a like oh this is gonna be super fucking fun <laughs> yeah that's a simple concept dame brings two to the ball when dame comes off of a ball screen you literally have to show high now he shot like shit in preseason i think dame definitely came into bat it came into camp this year like i'll get in shape for <laughs> oh, nba games which to is totally fine is it? but like it, it, but like so <laughs> it, it, is it fine? Yeah, that's the that's the question because this right, is his best right, chance to right. win the title ever, and he came in kind of out of shape. But like, because he was leaving all his jump shots short in preseason too, which is Legs. a strong indicator that you're not right. quite in in peak shape. But like, like I actually expect the Bucks to struggle a lot over the course of the regular season, and especially at the beginning of the season. But when Dame kind of gets gets going into his typical you know fringe MVP type of form then they are going to have to start blitzing him and pick and roll, and that's when Giannis is just going to start wrecking havoc on the back end. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. 
we're able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we're really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie gets the difficulties that come with home projects. Why not make it as simple as possible to tackle that project? Turn to Angie with confidence, even for major renovations or emergency repairs. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. uh, Good conversation there. Best second player Best second best player in the league. I, this is a I'm I we I think we can get four different answers out of this. But Jason, yeah. why don't you go first as a guest? So going into last year, I thought it was clearly LeBron as like the number two to to AD. But like, here's the thing. I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go crazy hot take here. It's Kevin okay. Durant. Oh, that's what I want. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what yeah, I yeah. That, that <laughs> might be books team, bro. Yeah, that, so, that might team. be books team. So, yeah, so hear me team, out so. on this. Devin Booker is the same age that Steph Curry was in his 2015 MVP season. Devin Booker has been like rapidly escalating as a pull-up jump shooter and hitting those shots at just an absurd rate. Kind of reminds me of Steph in the early 2010s where people were questioning whether or not it was sustainable. But like Devin Booker's reaching that point. He's like Klay Thompson with the accuracy of his jump shot but with the shiftiness in the handle that you expect from the top guards in the league. And when you combine that with his playmaking, which really started to flash last year, but you saw last night, even at the end of that game, he picked him apart with the pass at the end, just running two-man game and three-man game and making the right decisions to, to, to beat the Warriors. So, like, again, and I, that is not a slight at KD because I think KD's in that five, six, seven range potentially. But, like, Devin Booker, it, to me, is vaulting over – into that conversation for the best players in the world area. 
And, like, if he's the best player on your team, then KD suddenly becomes by far the best number two in the league. Why do you say – why do we say AD's better than Bron? I know we want AD to be better than Bron. I think AD's, you know, peak is higher than Bron's at this point. I think, on average, AD is not as good as Bron. And I think the Lakers are a better team yeah. when Bron's playing than when AD's playing. So, I wonder why, why do we say that he's a better, better player than Bron at this point? So, I think – Again, like I see the point you're making, and it's the same kind of conversation we were just having about Giannis yeah. versus Jokic, right? Like they bring entirely different things to the table. And like obviously, like LeBron 2020, 2021, even into that Russ season, like he was clearly the best player on the team t still because he was still one of the very best half court shot creators in the league. But pretty much ever since the mm -hmm. foot injury, he's been a little bit of a level below that and hasn't been as impactful mm -hmm. offensively. And so when you really. When you really factor in how important AD is to mm -hmm. what they do defensively, how important he is to their screen and roll game, I think he's edged LeBron in terms of his overall winning impact. But it's one of those things where it's like, I would argue if they're going to win the title, they need LeBron to be the mm -hmm. best player on the team. But like, he's going to play 29 minutes a game all regular season and average, you know, somewhere around 25 points and just kind of mm -hmm. be in chill mode. But like, if he can bring what he did in the 2020 bubble, to this postseason and be their best player, obviously that gives them their best chance to win the title. But right now, right now, AD, I think his defensive impact is extremely underrated mm -hmm. around the league. And the Lakers fall apart when he's off the floor for the most part. I think he, overall he's a better player than Braun right now. I personally still think Bron has him by a, a nose, but I think it's one of those unique situations where they're only going to go as far as AD takes them, right? Like like one of those situations where, you know, like you look at the OKC Thunder from the KD-Russ era, where KD was for sure the best player on that team, but they were only going to go as far as Russ takes them, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of that similar dynamic there with, with Bron and, and AD, at least in my eyes. All right. Best, third best player on a team in the NBA this year. Now that's a good one. That's tough. Um, let's see. I think I would go. I think you're 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 probably choosing between the likes of Drew Holiday or Derek White or um, you're looking at you're looking at yeah, Bradley yeah, Beal yeah, there. Bradley Beal. Um, but I I would take I'd probably take Drew over both of those guys. That's a tough one. I think I think I'm gonna go with I, I'm gonna go with Drew Holiday. Jason, you're cutting out. I'm sorry. We couldn't. We we, 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 we couldn't hear you. Okay, okay. Sorry about that, guys. Um, am I, can you hear me now? You're Are we breaking good? up. You still kind of yeah. Still breaking up a bit. Yeah, it's a, it's it's it's. Give it's, it a second. It's, it's sorry, it's guys. Good. Okay. No, you're all good. I have that backup record for you too. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, if, have we cleared it up yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds better now. Okay. Right, thanks. So. Sorry about that. Um. Yeah, I think I would lean towards Drew Holiday. Uh, he's he's is, is another one of those guys whose impact goes up in a big way when you get to the postseason. He specifically is going to be a vital weapon for that team. If you imagine a, a, a conference final series against Damian Lillard, mm. you imagine an NBA final series being able to put him against Jamal Murray. As you know, as 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 exciting as Bradley Beal can be, I'd give the edge to Drew Holiday. Yeah, um, I, I think I think I might lean Chris Middleton here, but I think if we're going off last postseason, Aaron Gordon was like the best third option in the in the, oh, the postseason yeah. last year. Like he was like you know one of the reasons I was I was a Denver non-believer and I was wrong as hell. But one of the reasons I was out on Denver was I was like you know 
MPJ is too streaky of a score. You need someone to pick up his slack when he's having an off night. And you need an, and I think they need another defender. And Aaron Gordon was both of those guys in one last postseason, right? So I'm very much interested in seeing how he, you know, you, you know, it looks like he's finally found his place in the league with with, with Denver, and I'm looking forward to how they're going to, you know, implement him. We were talking about this in the season. last pod. We were kind of pressing a little bit more this game, too. Like, he's, like he got his groove. Like, he picked up from where he, start, where he left off in the playoffs. Yeah. You feel me? Where he's like, one on three, I'm stronger than everybody, and I'm more athletic. Give me this bucket. Let's go play D. You feel what I'm saying? So on, on offense and so, yeah, man, I, I like Aaron Gordon. I like Aaron Gordon as that third best, honestly. And we can't forget that he was like, you know, a – I mean, it was with the magic, but he was the guy. It was surprising that they got him for, and he's one of the biggest steals right. in the league as far as in money. So, um, I don't know, third best. I, I might, I might lean towards Eric Gordon. I think he's going to be better this year than he was uh, last year, and probably look like he did in the playoffs. Yeah, it's the same dynamic that we were talking about earlier about like your specific system and your ability to impact winning there. Like, because th- what's interesting is if you were ranking the rosters by talent. The Nuggets are like a clear fourth, fifth, like probably mm. fifth. Like they're in terms of overall talent from the top down. Because, mm. um, you, you, you know, like Jamal Murray might be around the 15th best player in the world. And then there's a, a drop off from there. Right. But like that's what's interesting is like they're all so perfectly complimentary. Like Jamal Murray is the yeah. perfect guy to run two man game mm. with Nikola Jokic. KCP is like the perfect second side creator you saw last night they literally just use michael porter jr spotting up like they don't run any action for him you watch the lakers and they can't figure out what to do they're like okay here austin wait austin's running a pick and roll now it's like oh ad's attacking this random possession okay Rui's decided he's gonna go this possession it's very like convoluted in their order Mm -hmm. of operations so to speak whereas with the nuggets it's like every possession starts with basically a two-man game or a three-man game with either Jokic and Murray or Jokic, Murray, and KCP. Aaron Gordon's just working that back line, cutting in front of the rim, finishing out of the dunker spot, crashing the offensive glass. And so that's what's cool about it is like in a vacuum, Aaron Gordon's not as good at basketball as Drew Holiday. But within right. that His specific position, system, yeah, playing, where they, un- right, right. Yeah, where they unleash him because he can guard mm-hmm. LeBron, he can guard Kevin Durant, he can guard the best wings in the league. And then on the other end of the floor, he's like, he kind of functionally operates as their center offensively. That's basically what he is. He's, he's a vertical spacer that operates underneath the basket. And so, like, I agree with you. Like, he and he, his ability to guard LeBron mm-hmm. and KD in last year's postseason run and Jimmy Butler was a huge part of their ability to win the title. It was kind of like Wiggins the year mm-hmm. before when he was guarding Luka and Tatum, right? Like, that guy, that that is just so valuable right now in the NBA. All right, bet this is and this is what made me think of doing this because they were having an argument about Porzingis on uh, Inside the NBA last night. But best, fourth best player uh, in the league. As much as I like Porzingis, and I think Porzingis is really good, I think I actually lean Derek White. Um, Derek White's one of the best point of attack defenders in the league. His ability to na- navigate screens and pressure from behind because he's actually got like a really long wingspan and he's got good size. And then he actually is one of the best players on the Celtics at generating dribble penetration, beating guys off the dribble that gets them into their drive-in kick. And every single playoff run, how many times are we going to see when Tatum and Brown get scared that Derek White is the guy that kind of grabs the keys and kind of takes over the offense. And that was a huge part of how they came back and made it a series with Miami last year. I think Derek White, that was what was so funny when D'Angelo Russell said that. Everyone's like, oh, he thinks he's Derek White. It's just another role player. It's like Derek White is legitimately like a top 50 player in the league, in my opinion. I think he's Mm. really, really good. I'm going to be a volume loyalist and say it's Is is Draymond the fourth though? I mean, I mean, you could kind of put him like 
I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm putting Clay over him right now, dog. I oh, mean, I think it's Steph Wiggins and Dre. Damn. Clay's struggling right now. to my dog, bro. He is Man. struggling right now. Um, all right. Let's do some awards predictions before we get out of here. Um, is everyone predicting Jokic for MVP, or are we assuming that we're going to just move on? Yeah, Tyler is a flat no. I, I think it's uh, Jason Tatum's year. I think that, you know, the Celtics are going to be a top two seed. I think Tatum's going to ball out. Um, you know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Tatum. This is super interesting because, like, you always have to separate what we think is the MVP from the damn voters. Right, the right. Who will be voted for. And, like, yeah, and totally. it's like, so we, we kind of know from the voters that you have, if you have a super talented team, you're not going to get MVP. So, like, are they really going to give Tatum MVP when he's got four of the top 50, 60 players in the league flanking him all the time? Like he'd have to, they'd have to win 65 games and he'd have to average like 32, 12 and seven um, uh, to, in order to get the award. And that's just, it's just a lot to ask, especially with the ball being shared evenly around there. So you, you kind of start to target like specific like circumstances. Like what if the Warriors won 50 games? Steph is not playing with a, a co-star, just won a finals MVP. It's been seven years since he won an MVP. He becomes an intriguing option. Jokic and, Jokic and Embiid both, just because their supporting casts aren't considered like superstars flanking them. You know what I mean? Like Devin Booker, a bona fide MVP candidate, right? He's not going to get it next to KD and Bradley Beal. That's just, it, it's just how it works. So like, it's tough because you got kind of got to differentiate between how the voters would behave versus the actual MVP. You know, I think Jokic has a shot at at getting it again. I think I don't think Embiid does though, because for as much you know, like you said, it, could, it comes down to the voters. And for much as we try to say it's a regular season award, the postseason does matter. And I think that last postseason we were like, okay, Embiid, you know, he got his. We're not going to do that again. And we might have, you know, shafted Jokic on this one. He might deserve more MVPs. He's that great of a, guy, a player. So I wouldn't rule out Jokic role here. Bill either. can play on that Suns team. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to look like the All Star person. Also, he's going to be hurt. You know what I mean? He's going to be hurt part of that season too based on his last few seasons. So I think Booker has a real chance. Tatum, they have, I mean, as, as good as that, that team, like you said, that team is fucking stacked. You feel me? Like, I, I think, I, I, I think like you, you, like you said, he got the, he'd have to be averaging 32, 33 to fucking, to have a real chance. But I think Booker, I think Booker, right. out of those two, I think Booker has the better chance. Here's the, here's the current DraftKings sportsbook odds. It's Jokic, Luka, Giannis, Embiid, Tatum, KD, Steph, SGA, and then Devin Booker. Devin Booker, we don't do a lot of gambling talk on here, but Devin Booker at plus eighteen hundred. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I think he's. I, th I think he's got a good chance. And I do think, you know, Jason Tyler both talked about the voters, like the voter fatigue and them looking for someone new, looking for someone exciting, is absolutely a part of the narrative of that, which makes the. The fact that the uh, the the odds tend to line up with who the actual MVP would be early in the season kind of an interesting thing. Um, rookie of the year, we briefly touched on this on the last pod, but does anyone think there's any chance in the world Chet Holmgren or anyone else takes this from Wemby? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. Have you seen that shit, man? <laughs> yeah. I, have you seen that shit? There was a yes. play in that Warriors game where Victor Wembanyama was guarding a Steph pick and roll three on two, and he was below the semicircle. And Andrew Wiggins, who's a 6'8 freak athlete, was on the left wing. And Steph hit him in the shooting pocket with a rifle pass on time, on target. And Wemby just took a drop step to the three-point line and blocked it. 
Like, do you understand? Yeah, one foot in the paint. How, yeah, one foot in the paint when, when yeah. Wiggins caught it. Do you have any idea how ridiculous that is? That the Spurs will be able to guard every pick and roll on three on two and not give up open shots. Like, it's it's absurd. He is so so. He is so much better than I even thought he could have been. And I feel like we were all pretty high on him after that scrimmage with Scoot Henderson last year. So, like, like I, I can't even believe it. I thought they'd use him as a big. No, they're using him like he's Kevin freaking Durant, running him off of dribble handoffs, and he's hitting dribble combinations into step-back jump shots. Like, he is so far beyond what I would have expected at this point. I don't even know what to I think we didn't talk it. about his defensive ability uh, a lot. When we saw the scrimmage, we were talking about how he moves offensively with the ball in his hands and shit. You know what I mean? What we're seeing now is how great he is on the other side of the ball, too, where he can be a p- potential defensive player of the year as well. First year in the fucking league's insane. But, yeah, man, like I, I told them, like, I have people that don't care about basketball hitting me up asking, yo, what is this? Not who is this? What is this? Like, what's happening? Because they've only seen it in 2K. And I'm telling them, I've only seen it in right. 2K as well. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it as well. Somebody's been watching basketball for damn near 40 years. You feel me? So I'll close on this. If you are uh, looking for, and I, th- I think Tyler's uh, in on this. I've got friends who are in on this too. If you are looking for an interesting bet to track for the whole season, Wemby is actually ninth in the defensive player of the year odds um, on DraftKings. He is plus 1,500. So it's one of those bets where like a $50 bet protect- potentially, <laughs> which is about as much stomach as I have for the shit. 50 bucks could potentially make you some money. But from what we have seen, Ninth, you know, do you yeah. really think Rudy Gobert is getting a, another defensive player of the year over him? Like Brooke Lopez, Evan Mobley? I don't know, man. He's going to be doing some shit that will will put up big numbers and visually look mm-hmm. like stuff that we've never seen. He's making you know defense I mean? look so sexy. I, yeah, I don't know. You I, know what I mean? He's chasing look and feel the defense. You feel me? Like when you're blocking somebody's three, with starting with one foot in the paint when they get the ball in their hand, they're going right up with it. You know, dog, that's... And blocking the three from, Bro. like, five, six crazy, feet. Crazy. Like, let's not overlook that. Right? Basic pick and roll coverage, you have the pull-up jump shot. He doesn't have to come out all the way, and he can reach up and block shots. I can't remember which one of you two it was that tweeted Probably this Tyler. out, too, uh, but I was <laughs> laughing because the comment about how, how, he needs a, how he needs, like, a bruiser behind him. Because it's true. Like, when, when he looked off, uh, was it Corey Joseph, and then, uh, and then dunked mm-hmm. it and stared down – or I think he stared down Steph after – I'm like, this guy knows he's already better than most of the players in yeah. the league. And he's kind of yeah. like yeah. carrying himself like, like, fuck these guys. You know what I mean? And and, right. and yeah. like that could get ugly quickly, too. <laughs> like some dudes are going to get pissed yeah, he's, off. Yeah, he's for sure going to need an enforcer. And Zach Collins is probably going to be that guy because he is going to be doing shit. This 19-year-old is going to be doing shit to these grown-ass men that has never been done to them on a basketball court before. <laughs> Eagles are going to get bruised, and elbows and cheap shots and shit are going to fly. Zach Collins just read up. He just he just extended. He's about to earn it that check, like a lot bro. of NBA players are like, uh, also, like, it, does, it doesn't seem like this is the same reaction when he dunks on you or does something. You know what I mean? We're like, they're like, what the fuck? Like, they're, they seem confused as... Yeah, yeah, like but, Thomas Bryant was like, what the no- fuck But then I saw another, NBA, uh, another NBA player talking about Thomas Bryant, and he was talking about, like, what the fuck is this, too? I don't know. Like, they're talking about him like us. So they're, <laughs> I hope they don't react in, you know, in the way that they're, you know, extremely aggressive. But, I mean, it seems like you get dunked on by him, you're supposed to, and so it doesn't feel like your egos are getting, is getting, you know, bruised as much. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll though. see. He's a 19-year-old we'll Frenchman. We'll you know it's what I mean? Not, it's not mean <laughs> mode. <laughs> he's, not, 
He's not mean mugging. He's <laughs> right, right, smiling right, right. at these dudes. Like he's like, he's like, oh, that was cute, Andrew Wiggins. You try to fade and away. And they're on me. just that was like, nice. all right, let's go the you other way. Right. It doesn't even seem like anger or like embarrassment. It's just like, what do I do? Like, yeah, it's crazy. All <laughs> right. All right. Well, that's all the time we got. As I said, you can check out Hoops Tonight, a uh, great show with the volume on YouTube or uh, podcast. Jason does a great job all year and lots of, uh, of consistent, smart hoop takes all year long. So check that out. Jason, thanks for hopping out with us, bro. We appreciate you. This is great, guys. Looking forward to next time. For sure. For sure, man. The volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.